boom. I said a one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, three. Guess what? To the limit, everybody, to the limit. One, two, three, three. And that's a new way we're going to be counting from now on. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Mike Falzone, conspicuous by her absence, which is a phrase I only think about saying when this happens. Um, Zoya is gone, as you may know, if you're an avid listener to the podcast. Zoya is in Greece doing hair on a cruise ship for a commercial. Did she sign an NDA? I don't know. Am I not supposed to talk about that? I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. And I think that's been clear since the beginning of this podcast. Welcome to our podcast. One thing that is clear and that continues to be clear until the end of time is that uh, I'm Mike Falzone and this is the podcast. This is the podcast. Is he going to be doing microphone stuff? Oh, episode? No. Um... Very excited to talk to you guys today. I don't get uh, the chance to talk to you guys in the podcast setting, long form, uh, for usually, I usually have my my beautiful co-host with me today, but we're prepared. I usually have my beautiful co-host with me today. Usually I have a beautiful co-host with me. We're trying our best. I woke up... uh, sniffle up I guess and then I went outside to try to get a, a hair of the dog that bit me and uh, I took a walk I got pumpkin spice latte because you know your boy loves it I love the autumn I love drinking the autumn and that's what that is and uh, and I, I have a little sniffle up I guess but that's all right and uh, we're gonna power through this show I got some questions uh, from you guys on Twitter We'll go through those, we'll answer those, we'll have a good time, we'll get this uploaded in what will hopefully be a, uh, a timely manner, and we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good timely. Why can't I, all of a sudden I can't find nothing. Great, got the questions queued up, got the names queued up for the end of the show. As everybody knows, there's two great ways to support this podcast. You can go to WTOP.clothing and you could get a t-shirt that says, welcome to our podcast or other stuff. Uh, or you can join the Patreon. And at the end of every episode, uh, we say your names. We say, well, thank you. We thank you always for being Patreon supporters. And uh, we can't thank you enough for that. It, uh, since the beginning of time, can't tell you how much it helps. Um, so we thank you for your continued support there. And uh, and also, uh, there are different tiers of the podcast. $50 tier will help you uh, promote something if you want. We've had um, just so many people from the podcast community check out uh, the other endeavors of other people in the podcast community because of stuff like this. So keep them coming. <laughs> It's a great way to uh, get what you're doing or or what you're making out to a bunch of people who kind of, at the very least, have a similar sense of humor to you. And we got a nice little thing going here we have for a long time, so we'd like to keep that going. Man, I'm going to sneeze throughout this, 
and I'm sorry. I'm going to blow my nose throughout this, and I'm sorry. Usually, there's somebody else to pick up the slack. Um, But I'm going to do my best. I know that you guys are very forgiving. I'm like, if I was listening to this, I'm like, I don't want to listen to somebody who's stuffed up, I guess. Stuff, stuffed all up, I guess, this whole time. So I'm going to try to be as clear as possible. Should have taken a Zyrtec or some shit like that. I wasn't prepared for uh, allergies to hit me, to hit your boy. But they did. Man, it's been hot as fuck in Farquhar in uh, Los Angeles for a long time. Obviously, the summer comes and it's hot as shit. We're not out of the woods yet. We're, it's September 20th as the crow flies. And uh, usually, dude, it can be hot as shit up through October. And then November, everything's on fire and it starts to be a little less hot as shit. But we had a couple days in a row. Um, my friend Kristen was here from uh, from home. It's always nice to have a little northeast up here. And I think with her, she brought the mild weather. And uh, that was really awesome. It was like 75 degrees for two days in a row. Hoping for another one today. We'll check back in with our weather forecast in a lily bit. But uh, we drove around and the windows were down and, you know, the different plants, they do what they're going to do at any given time. Plants die. They come back into life, releasing spores and what have you into the air. I breathe them in through my nose as we've all learned about droplets. Even plants have droplets. And... uh and now I sound like this, but it's really, it's been beautiful here. Very thankful that it's not hot as shit. Literally for weeks and weeks, it's like frying egg on the sidewalk type heat. And I know that all over the country, we're experiencing all different types of weather. Kristen was talking about how there's, you know, nothing but hurricanes and rain where she's at in Connecticut. And then here, it's just hot as shit every day and everything's on fire. And, uh, and we deal, don't we? Because there's only so much that we could do, and that we can um, that we can control. I I like that everybody does their part for the most part, and I think we found over the past a lot of tangents today. There's no one to keep me on track. Um, we found over the past year and a half with the COVID stuff that. Everyone doing their part means a different thing to everyone. Like for some people, that means let's wear a mask, let's get vaccinated, let's do our part to keep everybody safe and to make the world a, a little bit better place. And for some people, everyone doing their part means I'm going to do whatever makes me comfortable and everyone else can kind of eat my ass with a spoon. And so when it comes to everyone doing their part with the world, heating up like it does, it's nice that the average person recycles. It's nice that the average person doesn't, I don't know, dump gasoline into the ocean, I suppose. But I think it's funny that everybody tries to do their part for the environment on an on a individual level. And I'm sure it does something. But it's like there are companies and corporations polluting the earth <gasps> on a massive scale. And it's just funny when it trickles down to the average person. It's like, hey, you should drive a Prius or you should recycle to save the earth. And meanwhile, you know, whatever. There's companies of 
there's a boat filled with pollution that sinks in the ocean or whatever, or just billowing smoke into the sky, right? Companies and factories. And they're like, but you, you should fucking, you put the, the plastic rings from your six pack over here and then the earth will get better. You know what I mean? Anyway, happy earth day. And, uh, and we do have a bunch of questions, so I don't have to rant or whistle. And you guys don't want to hear any of that stuff. I do want to keep my passages clean. And I think that's just good advice for everyone. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn around and I'm going to take a quick little break before we answer these 17 questions. <clears throat> and I'm going to blow my nose. And this would be a good time to hit the forward 15 seconds button. Here we go. My biggest fear, not to take your attention away from the show itself, but my biggest fear with the video episodes, and Kevin's been doing a great job with the video episodes. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, putting clips up every Friday or Thursday if I accidentally release them early. And then... Of course, Kevin does the full video episodes uh, for the all the Patreon people. So you can watch full episodes of this, full video episodes of the show if you subscribe to the Patreon. But my biggest fear is that I turn around to blow my nose and I have just a little boogier uh, that I've missed because I don't have this a mirror in front of me. Um, and then I just have tiny hanger on or uh, bats in the cave for the rest of the episode and you see him in crisp hd 1080i and uh hope i don't have that but without further ado let's start answering the questions can i get some of that question music I'll now be taking questions from Twitter. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Come on, dude. Uh, at Welcome Pod. And you can tweet us questions whenever the fuck you want. And uh, throughout the week, they accumulate. Sometimes I ask specifically for questions because I know that I'll be floundering without my beautiful wife. And, uh, and you guys answered the call, and I thank you so much. Jesse S., a longtime supporter of the show, maker of music, beautiful man, says, uh, do your confidence ever get shaken by something you know that you're good at? Do your confidence... I think that confidence is um, a waxing and waning 
type of a situation. Sometimes you have an abundance because of either things that happen or how things are going. Uh, if things are going really well, you and things are going your way and things seem to be clicking on all cylinders. I know that if I have several good uh, stand-up shows in a row, confidence will be all-time high. But eventually what happens is, and this is kind of my experience with stand-up, is five, ten minutes at a time, I'll get a bunch of stuff that works. And I'll do that stuff for a while, and I'll try to perfect it. And then what happens is I'll get a little tired of doing it over and over again. And I'll be like, okay, I'm sick of these. I have to put them to the side for now until they're part of a longer thing. Um, and during that time where I'm bored with the stuff that's working, I'll have to work on brand new things. And you open yourself up to a whole new world of vulnerability when, um, when I start working on new things. So here... I am having a string, maybe weeks or months of, of good shows. And then I'm like, okay, we're going to uh, add some new stuff in the mix. And because it's brand new, it's not going to laugh, get the laughs that a joke that I've been working on for months or years have gotten. So you have to get used to a um, different level of laughter and excitement or lack thereof from the audience. And that could either be... Um, the older that I get, the more, the less that shakes my confidence. But I do recall having moments in like my stand-up career where I'm like, okay, these are my jokes. And then you try to do new ones and it's not as good. And you're like, okay, maybe those were my jokes. And maybe those were the best ones that I'll ever have. And uh, I don't know what to do now because the jokes that I had don't work. Um, but that's unrealistic because, you know, new things aren't going to be perfect as, as soon as they come out. That's why you got to cook food. Everybody knows that. So uh, with experience comes the you recognize where um, like I recognize where my material is in its life cycle. And as much as I love getting the laughs with everything that works, if you know variety is the spice of life and I have to introduce some new stuff every once in a while. And that means it's not going to be as good. So have my confidence taken a hit in the past when things don't go as well? Absolutely. Does that happen? It feels like it happens less and less as I get older because I could look back, which I, I kind of rarely do, but once in a while you take a look back, you take a deep breath and say, I've accomplished all this stuff. I know I'm not bad, um, it was different like eight years ago coming out here and thinking that I was funny on the East Coast and coming out here and seeing how funny and how seasoned everybody was. Because um, even as you may or may not remember, I don't know how long you've been watching or following me, but things online were going really well uh, on the East Coast before I moved out to LA and my videos were doing really well and I thought I was funny and I thought I was good at music and I was, I was pretty good at stuff. I wasn't bad at stuff, but you come out here and you realize how much better everybody is by um, uh, comparison and, and proximity if you're in a, a real bustling city. And over the past eight years, my confidence has been shaken a bunch of times. I don't think that another thing that comes with age is whenever your confidence gets shaken 
or mine personally. Can you tell I'm, I'm trying desperately not to be like, you, you, this is what happens to you. Because I don't know what happens to you. I'm trying to give you my experience and see where we, we relate. But um, it, uh, it's good to be, to be checked. Uh, me and Zoya talk about this all the time. Me and my friends, especially from the East Coast, talk about this. That you, you got to be checked at certain points of your life and you can't fly too high and you can't go too low because they're not, they're not realistic, but you, you know, came out here, thought I was funny and you get checked and you get sent back down. So the next time you rise up and you think you're funny, you'll, uh, it was more real to me every time I, I got confidence. And I feel like every time I was at an all time high, even though uh, it kind of waxes and wanes and you kind of ride that wave a little more of it stuck each and every time because I'm like, I'm older. I have more experience. I know that I'm straight up, not, um, delusional and bad at something that I think I'm good at. So as long as you have that baseline confidence, it's like Tetris. You could always add on the baseline confidence. Then once in a while, one of the long vertical ones comes and, and wipes five lines out. But uh, feeling pretty good. And I felt good for a long time. And uh, very thankful for that. And uh, I had another stand-up comedy friend of mine uh, just start um, going back out to hang out at the clubs and stuff like that. It's uh, part of the job is that, you know, there's the doing of it and there's the writing of it. And then there's just hanging out because people book people who are around and who are in front of them. So a little piece of advice for any aspiring stand-up comedians out there. You got to be around as much as you have to be good. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and I could tell that she was, she's not super happy with her jokes at the moment. And, uh, and she says her performances are, are just kind of going all right. And I'm like, dude, even if you don't have shows, going out several days in a row, and there are examples of this you could apply to many other jobs that aren't just stand-up. The more you do something and make the skill that you want to develop part of your daily routine, the more you're going to be better and you're going to feel it or not even feel it and just progressively uh, get better at it if you know you're doing it a little bit every day. Perfect example. I have several cameras that I take uh, photos with. What else do you do with a camera? I have several <laughs> several cameras that I drive to work in. No, I have several cameras and, you know, I started out with the, uh, or a couple years ago, I was doing professional photography with the Lumix, the Panasonic Lumix, and I knew the operation system. I know where everything is. I know how to change modes on the fly if something's not working and I'm shooting an event or, or whatever, a show that's not going to wait for me. I know how to change settings on the fly and change lenses or whatever and you get quick with it. And then you get a new camera and you have to learn all these new settings. And uh, I've been working with the Sony AS3, A7S3i whatever they have too many you know it's confusing but i know what i have and uh and you learn your way around that and it takes a little while but you do it and then i bought a smaller camera to kind of uh 
I bought a smaller fixed 35 millimeter camera that has an even longer fucking name, but it's another Sony. And, uh, I was recognizing that I was like, this should be faster. Uh, the point focusing should be faster. And I don't, I, I recognized myself not using it as much because I couldn't do things as quick as I could on my other cameras. And then what happened as I was forcing myself to, to take it out more and to use it more because I really like the results from it, I really like the, the focal length, is I was like, oh, this is a shortcut, this button is a shortcut, or I could program this button to make this quicker. And it just kind of happens. The more you force yourself to, to do stuff and to really forcing yourself into practice makes you more confident in your skills and then uh, you can... Uh, apply those skills to situations and see how much better you've gotten than when you first pick the thing up, whether it be a hobby or an actual physical thing. And, uh, and that's very nice. And that holds true with photography or music, especially music. My goodness. I was never good at a, like scales or soloing because I never did it that much. I was always like acoustic chords guy. And uh, even with the band, I I would solo a little bit in the studio, but what's that, like once in the three-year lifespan of the band? So I was never the solo guy because it never happened. I'm sure if I was in a cover band or something where I was practicing solos all, all the time, it would have happened more. Same thing with cooking or really fucking any skill. Just force yourself to practice and you'll get better. And when you get better, your confidence goes up. Little nose blow. Now, <coughs> goat in a garden, bat in the cave. Somehow we've been talking for 22 minutes already. And I don't know if it's the espresso or the brain supplements, but holy shit. I'm going to try to get through all these questions. I'm sorry if I'm being long winded, but also it's a podcast. Podcast by nature is long-winded. So fucking paranoid that I have boogers. And I don't think I do. But Kevin, if I do, just blur them out. Daredevil Sam Patch says, Best concert memory versus worst concert memory. Attending and or playing. Oh my goodness. Two different worlds, attending and playing. I don't think I've been to too many bad concerts. I can't remember any concerts that I've been to as a fan where I'm like, what a regrettable, terrible experience. Probably because of drunk the whole time. And with friends, you know, Dave Matthews has a line and he says, Turns out not where about to you went there, really. And what that loosely translates to is, turns out it's not where, but who you're with that really matters. And I don't think I've ever fucking been to a concert alone. So even if the concert was bad, I was always just drunk and hanging out with my friends. So I, I truly can't, can't remember any concerts I've been to that were bad. I remember going to see Citizen Cope at Toad's Place in New Haven, Connecticut. And uh, I think... Who opened for him? That guy, City and Color, opened for him. And City and Color was a very 
It's kind of like that dashboard confessional era where he had an acoustic guitar and he sang these ballads and they were really beautiful, but they were kind of quiet. Toad's Place is a fucking rock club and you're standing and it's just tough to govern a standing group of people for a long time. So they were talking and they were kind of chatty and I remember the guy being like, Hey, everyone shut up. <laughs> and he was just so mad at everyone that was talking. And I get it. As a performer now, I get it. Especially, you know, stand-up, it like requires people shutting up and listening to, to get what you're saying and to laugh. They have to hear everything and understand. But uh, I remember at the time... This is like the closest thing to a, a bad concert experience that I can remember. At the time being like, whoa, we came to see you. Don't yell at us. But also, we were probably drunk and loud and obnoxious. And, uh, you know, we probably deserved it. But I, I truly can't remember any any bad ones. As far as good ones, I mean, that's the complete opposite side of the coin. Dude, my fir- my parents took me to amazing concerts. My parents took me to see Earth, Wind & Fire, fucking Boys to Men. My parent, my mom got me and my dad tickets to uh, Paul McCartney when they opened up City Field. And that was like once in a lifetime experience. I'll always go back to that because I was obviously, if you listen to Dynamic Banter or this, um, such a massive Beatles fan forever. And Paul McCartney was my, my favorite Beatle for a long time. So being able to see him in City Field, which used to be Shea Stadium, and obviously the Beatles had that um, crazy, you know, Shea Stadium concert experience that we we saw uh, in colorized footage for years and years. I think that was like 1964 or whatever. I guess my uncle was there. And uh, to be able to see Paul McCartney in what would be, you know, Shea Stadium, City Field, was an amazing... I'll never forget that for the rest of my life. Might have been the best concert for a thousand reasons that I've ever been to. Um, So very thankful. But, dude, I've seen so many amazing bands. Even bands that fucking aren't around anymore. Uh, There was one band that popped up on my phone shuffle the other day that I was like, oh, I gotta remember to talk about them. Lions. Tall's Lions. Tall as Lions. For those of you who are horny over enunciating... Um, I remember seeing them, I think, open for Mute Math in, at the Best Buy Theater in New York City. And that was fucking incredible. Getting to see Mute Math before they broke up was incredible. Getting to see Mike Doty a bunch of times, who's one of my favorite songwriters. Getting to see him with a band doing, <laughs> I hate how I sound right now, I'm so sorry. Uh, if you put this on like times 10 speed, maybe it'll be tolerable, but, um, getting to see Mike Doty uh, with a full band performing soul coughing songs, which, uh, Mike Doty is one of my favorite songwriters. He, in the early nineties, he had a band called soul coughing. They were fucking really like ahead of their time and unique and different, but they all fucking hated each other. So they broke up pretty much as soon as I got into them. I found him a little late. And uh, um, it was like a thing where he was like, don't ask me to play these fucking songs. You know, terrible experience. Imagine going out with your friends and then everyone who sees you after that reminds you of 
times you had with people that you don't talk to anymore. It was like that. And then years later, maybe like 2018, he got together with an amazing va- band and did a bunch of soul coughing songs. Me, Zoya, uh, my friend Matt Scannell, we got to see him um, in, where was that? It was in LA, but it was in Eagle Rock. And it was just fucking, just an awesome concert. I've been really lucky, even at the local level, seeing bands like The Smirk back in the day, Off the Bridge, who is now uh, my buddy Dee Dee Walker, who I've talked about on this show, I've just been obsessed with listening to his music. I've been really lucky with concert experiences. Uh, it's hard to find bad ones. If I'm going to be a dick and force a bad memory, I remember... You know, I was a musician for a long time, and you listen to a lot of bands that you're on the bill with, and they are varying degrees of varying skill levels. And I just hated listening to opening bands. Um, you know, we would go play in New York, and we would play with a, a bunch of other bands, and some would be great, and some would be dog shit. And every musician has a little bit of an ego. As you could tell by this conversation. A little sip, a little pumpkin spice sip. And listening to a band, maybe you maybe I would meet the lead singer or you know, the band members beforehand, and uh they fucking uh this camera just died. Oh, and here's Zoya. Anyway, I fucking hated listening to opening bands. Not all of them, but most. Hold on. Zoe. Oh, look at you, Miss Thing. Hi. Hi, how are you? Guess what I'm doing right now. Oh, you're podcasting. Yes. Look how pretty she looks. You should be here. And then Kevin can just post me on the side. Yeah, you could do that on a side. You could do that. The uh, we just lost the <laughs> we just lost the wide camera. I don't know what that's all about. I'm so sorry. But we can poke you in the corner of this one. Uh, you look very beautiful. Are you going to a gala event? I am. Tonight is fancy night, and on the boat, I'm late, and I don't care. Hey, hell yeah, Zoe. That's my girl having hell obligations yeah. and not being there for him. Yeah. You look very beautiful. I like your red lip. Thank you. You look like a Russian spy that seduces the American good guy spy. I am here to take you away. (laughs) Robot girl. (laughs) I am here to take you away forever. Uh, Do you want to um, update everyone on, on what's going on in Greece? All the way from Greece. Well, I am on my way to Cyprus. Uh, tomorrow we dock. I actually have the entire day off, and we are getting on tiny boats and jumping off. Oh and I shit! I can't fucking wait because I, I have been working fourteen to sixteen hour days every day I've been here. Damn, Zoe. I hope that you don't hurt yourself in. jumping off a tiny boat. I get to sleep past four a.m. And I can't wait. I hope that you have a great time. 
I hope that you take pictures. I hope that you don't uh, you. meet a, a hard body Greek named Stavros. met anybody outside of the crew okay well you know covid protocol yeah i've been uh so we all get tested regularly good and how you how you feeling i'm stuffy mcgillicuddy if you couldn't tell i feel tired but i have to push through just through tonight and then i'm off tomorrow and i can't wait good well i hope you enjoy your day off do you have anything to say to uh the podcast listeners you guys, I'm sorry I'm missing you. I promise you I'd much rather be there than watching the boat sail away. I'm at the back of the boat. I'll show you right now. Why are you watching the boat sail away? You're supposed to be on it. Uh, I'm on the boat. We're just, <laughs> I'm at the end of it. And it's, you just see like the water where the boat is, is and then all of the waves on the side. Although today's been a bit choppy and I've been feeling a little seasick. Yeah. If you know what I mean. You going to toss your cookies? No, I'm good. Right. I'm good. I think I, I think it's mostly just exhaustion. Yeah. Well, I hope that you're able to get some sleep. You eating good in the neighborhood or what? Oh, uh, yeah. We stopped for lunch. I had a big salad with a burger on the side. Not Hell burger, yeah, dude. Like, just a patty. Dude, what a great topping for a salad is a burger. Yeah. Thank you. I well, like it. you look very beautiful, and I, I can't wait to catch up Thank with you. you. What's the countdown? How many more days I do I have to be by myself? Oh, next Sunday, basically Monday. Great. I love you so much. I love you, you too. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, Patreon is a virtual <laughs> You want to read the names real quick? I'll hold you up to the names. No, Later. you're good. I'm gonna but I'm gonna to attempt to do them. I love you too. Have a yes. <laughs> you have a great day too. Bye. Man, technology is amazing, huh? She got hooked up to the satellite for her Wi-Fi, so while she's on a cruise ship in Greece, we can have kind of a semi-delayed conversation. While I'm in Los Angeles and we could talk to you guys. And that's kind of nuts. A little nose blow. <laughs> and of course. Dude. I wipe. Every time I wipe my nose. I push a mustache hair into my mouth. And that's kind of what I'm dealing with. Uh, thank you for the. Oh, okay. So best concert playing. Uh. Man, we played to like anywhere between six and 10,000 people once on the green in New Haven. And that was the craziest shit ever. We only played four songs because Johnny Gill took up a lot of our time. But we were the opening bands and no one gave a shit. I'd never played to that many people before. And it was crazy. Moving on. Troy R. Uh, do you have a goal or hobby specifically for this time apart? Um... Not really. Not really. My life doesn't change too much because as, as you guys know, me and Zoya have very opposite schedules. She's very busy during the day and I'm, I'm here making stuff 
and then at night you know what if there's anything that changes i feel a little less guilty about being late being out super duper late and i can come in at like three four o'clock in the morning and not well four is i would never do that i can never stay up to three four o'clock in the morning two at the most and not feel bad about you know somebody not being able to sleep because uh i'm not here or uh waking somebody up when i come in somebody zoya um so i'll stay out i'll stay at the clubs later which is helpful for my career and uh not feel so bad um so that changes but aside from that i'm just here i'm just here drinking coffee and making stuff basically so nothing much changes. I would like to get a lot done. I got a few more of those advice videos uploaded. I'd like to get a few more written and uh, and recorded and edited. So it's just a lot of time in front of various screens making stuff for you guys. Um, if you have any questions for those advice videos, feel free to DM me and hopefully I'll, I'll be able to get to it. Justine. What's a really nice memory you have with your parents from the last time you got to see them since it had been so long? I think we talked a little bit about this when we came back, but specifically, I thank you for your question, Justine. Uh, I, sitting on my back porch, sitting on my back porch, looking out at the woods, blowing bubbles with my mom is my favorite and i get to walk around with my dad and that's also nice but sitting on the back deck being quiet and listening to birds in the woods and blowing bubbles into the woods is just the most relaxing shit that there's ever been and uh just very thankful for uh for moments like that and so much so that my mom, I think it's called a gravity chair. I ordered a gravity chair like the one on my parents' back deck for our back deck, which is minuscule and faces a building in comparison. And you lean back, and it's very nice. It has a little cup holder. You can bring your cafe out there. And I've been reading a book on font because I'm a um, loser. And I'm an artsy loser. <laughs> and I've been reading this fucking font book. And that's been very nice. And I actually bought I bought some a bamboo divider um, from the suggestion from your girl Lex. Thank you, Lex. And I also bought a bunch of um, AstroTurf and to try to replicate any type of greenery or, or nature and uh, try to replicate the experience of sitting on my parents' back porch. So that was, of all the things we get to do, and all the hustle and bustle when we go back there, my favorite thing is is being quiet on the back deck with my mom. Ra says, when visiting your hometown, what are the things that you have to do or places that you have to go? Uh, sitting on the back porch with my mom is one. Uh, there's this place called Cricket. That we like to go in Stratford, Connecticut that has awesome hot dogs. Archie Moore's is my place, even though I've gotten hard diarrhea last three times I went. Doesn't matter. Best buffalo sauce I've ever had in my life. Donut Crazy in Shelton, Connecticut. I know I fucking talk about it every time we talk about going home. But if you're going to keep asking me questions about this, I'm going to keep giving it right back to you. Donut Crazy, Shelton, Connecticut. Billy D's for bacon, egg, and cheese. Duchess for bacon, egg, and cheese. Um, 
Pepe's Pizza, if available. There's probably more. Those are the main ones. It's always Archie Moore's for me, and I'm usually going by myself because everyone's like, didn't you get diarrhea last time you were there? And I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to fill myself with buffalo chicken, and whatever happens on the inside of my body is that's between the inside of my body and the buffalo chicken. That's not my problem. You don't have two or three toilets in this house for them to remain empty. You spend all this money on toilets and the ability to flush them. We're in a developed country. Thank, by the grace of God, we're in a highly developed country where you could flush the toilet. So you got to fill them with something. You got to put those things to work. Heather, says, speaking of doctors, Heather says, what is your ideal morning as a kid? Like what's on TV and what cereal are you eating? And like, what's the plan for the rest of the day? Don't have to type like when um, text-based. That's more of a conversational thing, Heather. So I remember, do two things. Recently, if you don't have Pluto TV, you're fucking up. Because Pluto TV has a thousand channels for free. And one of these channels runs The Price is Right every day. 24 hours a day. The Bob Barker years. The good ones. Everybody loves Drew Carey, but ain't no replacement for Babarker. And I remember whenever my grandparents used to watch me or if I was sick and had to go over to my grandparents' house, me and my grandma would watch The Price is Right when it was only on like once or twice a day. And uh, that was a very special time because you had to catch it. And I normally wouldn't catch it because it would be on when I went to school. So watching... Eating like cornflakes <laughs> at my grandma's house and watching Babarker with her and Price is Right. Uh, that was amazing. Also, if you want to jump to Saturday morning, same place, grandma's house, watching fucking Wrestling Challenge or Wrestling Superstars or whatever the fuck the Saturday morning uh, uh, wrestling was. Um. As far as breakfast goes, it was a big treat to get Lucky Charms. And it was a once in a while thing because my parents were smart and they didn't want my teeth to fall out of my head. Um, so I liked it, but I didn't love it all the time. I'm trying to think of what my go-to... Kicks were my go-to cereal for a while. I liked plain kicks because I'm a basic bench. Once in a while, my fucking... If my mom was home, you know your boy's stuffy. She would make pancakes, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I know that was right into the microphone, but we're kind of on a roll right now and the coffee's kicking in, so we're not going to stop the flow of the show just because I have to blow snots out of my head. Listen to me. Uh, I remember thinking my mom would make silver dollar pancakes, and I remember thinking like oh, the skill and precision involved in making silver dollar pancakes when in reality I know as a, an adult who grew up and knows how to make a, a thing or two, you just pour a tiny bit of batter into a thing and they're done super quick and you flip flop and fly once or twice and good to go. There's no art to making silver dollar pancakes. They're smaller. They take less time. But she used to make them and she used to give me a plate with what seemed like a million dollars worth of silver dollar pancakes. And uh, and that was the shit. 
what do I have planned for the rest of the day? This is a very specific um, childhood memory, especially on the weekends. It would always either be baseball or soccer. Saturday or Sunday, I always had baseball or soccer. And there's a specific smell that happens in the morning. It's like morning dew plus fall brisk, like kind of chilly air plus freshly cut grass will always make me think of playing rec soccer on the weekends. So beautiful question, Heather. That gets a like. Eat a dick. Mackenzie says, I need to know how Dan and Gail Bappel are doing. Well, Mackenzie, if you hold on to your ass, <laughs> it's uh, it's fall. Right? Kind of. Doesn't only start it to feel like it, but I'm sure we'll hear something from the Baps. Uh, in, in this uh, autumnal time there is we talk about it every year but the snow line orchard up here if you go a little bit north it gets a little chillier if you go around i think november uh, you can catch the seven days of fall we have on the west coast and uh get some apples get some fucking apple cider donuts get some regular apple cider liquid and check in with the baths and uh and we will and you know we will Lex. Hi, Lex. You're fired. You're hired. What's the most dad thing your dad has ever done? My dad is pretty dad. Um, having sex with my mom was a pretty dad thing to do. Uh, I don't like to think about it, but if we're going to be technical, um, my dad, my dad does the most dad things all the time. Wearing shorts and, uh, ankle socks and a little hat and he walks and he shovels his feet. I think the most, one of the, there's, I mean, there's a fucking, there's countless. And if you listen to the episode I did with my dad, there would probably be a, a lot of good ones in there. But I remember specifically, I was a rambunctious little fucking um, only child. And I was curious and I would just do dumb shit all the time. And I have this memory of like, I had a fork or something. And I was outside and I was, you know, the, the giant wooden telephone booths, like the telephone, what they hold up the telephone wires. I was like jabbing the telephone pole with a fork. And my dad, because he was a carpenter and he knew all the electricians and just about um, construction and stuff like that and how things worked. He didn't want me to get electrocuted. So whenever I was near like a house outlet or those fucking telephone poles and being stupid, <laughs> he would come up behind me and go <laughs> like fucking loud. And it would scare me into not wanting to get electrocuted. Mike, did that translate into you never getting electrocuted for your entire life? No. One time I touched a neon sign at Zach's frozen yogurt by short beach in Stratford and I electrocuted the fuck out of myself. So as much as we try to teach these children uh, lessons, because the children are our future, Whitney Houston, it never works. I was going to get electrocuted no matter why. Maybe more severely than if my dad had said nothing, but we all do our breasts. Starlight XO says, when you order breadsticks, do you split them equally with Zoya? Always. 
What kind of question is that? Say there's an extra that she doesn't know about. Do you eat the extra one or split it? Dude, I'll give you sweet tooth right now. You ready for this? A little sip. If me and Zoya, Zoya and I, Zoya and whom I are splitting a dessert, breadsticks, whatever we're splitting, we will split it so equally that we're obnoxious about whatever the last bite is. Whether it be <laughs> uh, the last bite of cake will keep getting divided in half until it's obnoxiously small. So small that you could put it in your mouth and not get any enjoyment out of it. And, uh, and we'll do that with everything. If we're both enjoying something, and a lot of the times... Or some of the times we'll t we'll be able to tell that uh, one of us is enjoying it more than the other one, and so the last bite will always get pushed on the person who is enjoying it more. We're very fair and very diplomatic, um, as I think you have to be when you're in a couple. If you get in a fight, like a legit fight, over the last bite of anything, I think it shows bigger cracks in your relationship. If you're eating a carrot cake. And you're both really enjoying the carrot cake. And one of you gets the last bite. And the last bite was like, it could clearly have been split further. The fraction could have been reduced. That's, that's a bad fight to be in. Because that fight starts... So sorry about the boogers. That fight starts like... I really wanted that. Why wouldn't you let me have it? And then the other person goes, we can just order another piece of cake. I didn't know you wanted the piece of cake. And it was like, you never share anything with me. You're kind of selfish. Why do you always sleep in the middle of the bed? Why do you, you use all the hot water? You use the toilet paper and you don't replace, you use all the paper towels brushing your nose and you never replace the paper towels. You don't want to be in that fight, man. If you're in a committed relationship, even if it's with your friend who you don't want to lose as a friend, always make sure that there's enough for everybody. When you're both happy, you both thrive. You don't want to have a shit. You don't want to have a beautiful meal and dessert and go somewhere else to your movie or wherever you're going next and to have an awkward night because you couldn't share the last bite of carrot cake. <laughs> Little fart. <laughs> I thought that might be fun. I was going to do it into the uh, the delay mic, but you don't always want to fart on a mic. <laughs> Maddie says, is 30 old or am I just being a weenie? It's a mental thing, Maddie. It all depends on where you are mentally. I know people who are mentally old at fucking 22. But you don't want to be that because one day you're going to be physically old and you're going to have no choice but to feel old. So you want to feel as young as possible for as long as possible. 30 is old if you're asking an 8-year-old to describe a 30-year-old. 30 is little baby shit if you're asking a 60-year-old what it's like to be 30. Even if you ask a 45-year-old, dude, if you ask a 35-year-old if 30 is old, They'll smack you across your lips. So if you could help it, don't waste your time getting older, feeling old. 
because that's a goddamn waste. Um, you're young until you're not. You heard me? You heard? Adrian Murren says, who are your favorite, favorite British, Irish comedians or TV shows? I used to love that show. What is it? Fuck. I'm going to fuck this up. I know I've talked about it before, but it's like Britain, Little Britain, USA. Let me look it up. Little Britain. I used to love this fucking show, dude. So fucking funny. Um, who else? I used to love Monty Python. Monty Python, the Holy Grail. I legit had that. Into I printed out the script in high school, and I used to have the whole movie memorized. If we were to watch that movie, I would be the annoying guy saying the lines right before they happen or as they happen. Ugh, dude. I used to go to summer camp with a kid who did that with Home Alone. And goddamn, if it wasn't the most annoying thing. Fuck, we're 52 minutes in. I'm going to rush through the rest of these questions. Thank you so much for your questions. I'm going to try my best with the names. You guys know I'm fucking dyslexic and can't read for shit. And then I'm going to try to uh, get this all uploaded for you guys. So here we go. Kyle Y. Kylie. Uh, Do you wear clothes you buy right away or wash them first? I wear clothes I buy right away. No patience. Jake Goddick, and which is kind of gross because people people be trying them on, and uh, with their sweaty asses in the in the trying on place dressing room, heard of that? Jake Goddick, what tattoo hurts the most? I'll give you. I'll be very specific. I just got my knucks blasted. By the way, didn't hurt half as much as I thought it was going to. Was really preparing for this to hurt a lot, and it really didn't. Did they do a great job? No. Nope. Nope. Uh, but uh, didn't hurt half as much as I thought it would. This isn't even going to stay. We'll talk about that another day. But I have my hand tattooed, and the first two things I got on my hand was an outline of the state of California and an outline of the state of Connecticut. The outer coast, the west coast of the state of California, on the outer part of my hand hurt the most out of any tattoo that I've ever gotten. The one on my back kind of felt nice. The one on my arms kind of felt like nothing. Uh, Closer you get to your elbow hurts. Um, Inside of my forearm, uh, especially down here by my wrist, didn't feel great. The more sensitive parts, you can kind of tell what's going to hurt and what's not going to. One really surprising part got to blow my nose. I gotta have hanger on earth at some point. I've blown my nose like seven times. Uh, the inside of my arm I thought was gonna hurt a lot, and it didn't. So that was surprising. It's always nice to get surprised by something that you think is gonna hurt that doesn't. It's like going to the dentist and being like really nervous Ugh, and getting a cavity filled and and. Uh, Afterwards, thinking that wasn't so bad. That's kind of best case scenario. 
why not Trav Boy? Why not have Heather on the podcast? She's very funny. Fuck Heather. Fuck you, Heather. <laughs> I thought about it. I really I don't ask anyone to be on the podcast for the most part to not burden anybody. But Heather would be a good guest, and she's out here now. And uh, it would kind of be like having the podcast audience as a guest on the podcast. So maybe we'll do that next week. Or maybe not. Fuck you, Heather. Nick says, uh, did you think this week would be the week that Zoya left you? Nick, that's not funny. Eat a dick, Nick. Um, And yes, I did think that she was going to leave me for about 10 days to go to Greece. Because it was planned. (laughs) So... Good job, Mike. Good comeback, Mike. Beth Bush says, You love to photograph tiny things. Have you ever considered making tiny things? And then she says, I'm about to go to the store to get supplies to make a tiny thing. Her and Josh Kadoti, Josh Kadot, have been making tiny things. And that's fucking awesome. Of all the skills to pick up during pandemic times. Making tiny things. Dude, my friend Mia has a collection of miniature stuff. Uh, I like really, really detailed miniature things. Even down to like, you know, I obviously love wrestling figures. They make ultimate editions and elite editions of wrestling figures that come with little um, accessories. I love the details on the accessories, especially because the wrestling figures are like mimicking one specific outfit at a specific time or a specific event happened. And it's just fun to like, to look on, you know, uh, Peacock and to watch like WrestleMania three and then to hold a figurine 3d that uh that is like wearing the same outfit and is designed to look like the wrestlers looked at WrestleMania 3 or SummerSlam 88 or or whatever. I really like that. I've always loved going to craft fairs and looking at the miniatures. Um I don't think my hands, sorry. I don't think my hands could do that cuz that's such a skill being able to like make these highly detailed things so super tiny but i love when people have the little display case and it'll have like you know like 24 little boxes or cabinets and you post it on the wall and you you know you put one miniature in in every cabinet i would love to have something like that someday it's cool as shit beth make me 24 things anwar last question what's your favorite street joke dude that um i should know I'm not super well versed on street jokes. I'm sure I would know if I heard them, but street jokes are just like, uh, you know, you go, you pay somebody a nickel on the street back in the day, vagabond type, and they would uh, they would tell you a street joke, or you know, the carny performers would always have these jokes that are kind of passed down through centuries, and they're very funny, very clever, usually very disgusting, and. Uh, and I don't have a favorite, and I'm sorry. But I will do more research, and maybe I'll pick a favorite for next time. Or I'll forget about it. What do you think about that? Um, this was a fun episode. Sorry if I talked too fast. I'm sorry if I sounded too stuffed up for the entire time. I'm sorry if you can hear my stomach, because I haven't eaten anything. Um, man, I really had a great time talking to you guys. Uh, I want to remind you that a great way to support the show is through Patreon, patreon.com. What do you get? 
But what do I get if I support the Patreon? All tiers, whether you're the $50 tier that gets to promote something or whether you're the $5 tier. You get your name said on the end of the podcast, which I'll do in a hot sack. And this is usually Zoya's job. And I will do worse because I'm dyslexic and I can't read. Um, And you get to watch full video episodes of the podcast. This one included, minus one of the cameras. Um... Edited by uh, Kevin Platchy. Uh, so thank you so much. Without further ado, here are all the goddamn names. The Bloodshed Brothers are brand new sponsors. Thank you. We're going to go with Shara Klein, Mason Wallace. Crash Davies, Sheila Picayo, Pick Picalo, Michael J. Martin, Estrella. <laughs> this little this part is kind of saving me. This one says Dolly Parton, happy to have you. Uh, George Alonzo, Trevor. The Werefishy. Uh, Joe Penn. Happy birthday, Starlight. Why was there nothing recorded on that one? What is happening now? Okay, we're back. Uh, happy birthday, Starlight. Nikki Rochelle. JJ McToots. One of my favorite names. Connor Matthews. Uh, Anna Weiss. Sage. Ken Gidry. Gidry. Oh, Ken Gidry, uh, captured by Ken on Instagram. Dude, amazing fucking photographer. Low plug there. Uh, Rachel, Maya Hippard Roth. Which, listening to it, I always thought it was Roth. Like David Lee Roth. But David Lee Roth, with an F, is even funnier. Uh, Mike Guinea, Callum Hunter. Alan Garcia, gonna have to blow this up because my old eyes are old. Is 30 old? My eyes. Uh, Connie Tryon, Andrew Lundquist, Francisco, Canabichico, XO. I'm gonna call you Wreath. Navid. Navid. Navid Ashraf. Hell yeah. TF. <laughs> Things start to get me. Anna Green, Mitra Cam, Ontario Baez. Thank you for uh, the thing at the end that tells you how to pronounce your name. Frankie Matos Music, Erica Jones, Claire Hansen, uh, Justin Batdorf, Auntie Sneer, Ivana Dubon, Nathan, Jake Goddick, uh, Owen Booth, Jack Mathis. Chris Fernandez, Kelly Anderson, Kelly Anderson, right from the Matrix, Burl Babes, A. Miller, Allison DeVere, uh, Jessica Parks, is this too loud? It's probably fine. Uh, where are we? Matt Rolfe, 
Oh, uh, Johnny Rosito, handcrafted neckwear. Go ahead and check out my cousin Johnny Rosito's handcrafted neckwear. Bow ties made out of old repurposed shirts. Beautiful. Whether you're a hipster or not. Whether you brew your own beer or not. Uh, really a tie for every occasion. I'm going to a wedding pretty soon. Maybe I'll try one on. He sent me a fucking beautiful one. They're beautifully uh, uh, packaged as well. So hit him up. Johnny Rosito Handcrafted Neckwear. Jessica Parks. Probably already said that one. Amanda. God. Horgefield. Sorry, Amanda. Dryden. Uh, Carlin Burgess. CCP B&J. Reese Carnes. We're going with Justin Dickerson. Uh, Gabe Earnhardt. June Park, Akira Naz, Admund, Alex Bonnell. Let's do a couple like this. Let's do a couple like this. Let's do a couple like this. Anna, Chili Filson. Talking about Emily Pageant. Talking about Khalid Perkins. Talking about Steph. Steph. Talking about Johnny Tom Hanks. Talking about Lizzie Leo. Talking about Harvind Seekhorn. Nope. Harvind Seekhorn. Seekhorn. Gavin Welch. Krause Dupe. Someone tell Aaron. Sarah Park. We're talking about Sean Steyer. Emily Buck. Franklin with a Q, probably. Uh, Brendan G talking about Mike Mitchell. Let's take a break from the drums for a second. Clever guy Gray Fox. We're talking about Jackie Hammond. Madeline Austin. Turn the page around. The guy with long hair. Brad Kidder. We're talking about Vanessa Sanders. The, the drums were supposed to come back in on Vanessa Sanders, and they didn't. Uh, Nicholas Jarrett. Chris J. Jonah Johnson. <laughs> Sam Weaver, uh, we'll say Yesha, John Wilkinson, happy birthday, Chris, Anna Valles, oops, just Dale, we're talking about Carolyn, uh, Lindsay N, Justin Perryman, Benjamin Putz, Benjamin Putz talked about my uh, special You've Got Toes on a podcast that I was listening to the other day and it was so fucking complimentary and so complimentary that I felt like I shouldn't be listening to it. It's called Running the Light Podcast. Your boy Ben Putz is on it. It's a bunch of comedians talking about specials that they like and he chose You Got Toes. <laughs> what if there was someone who could edit out every time I've blown my nose on this podcast, but there's not. Chris K, Marquise Cruz, Beth Bush, uh... Mika Coblins, Snuggle Pig H, Rachel. Talking about Ryan Ashbrook, David and Tony, uh, Roy McLeod. Nope. Roy McLeod. Rory McLeod. That sounds like an old prospector name. Christina Camille, Nils Nyquist, uh, Scott Fisher. Spacey Gracie, talking about Anwar, Anwar Hadi, Amy, 
Barchetta, Josh Steppen, Josh Standen, uh, Jedi Master, Chico, Michael Johnson, Sidrome, talking about uh, Joseph Dilcox, Stevie Mee, Lexi Turn, um, Haley J. Doran, Kayla Johnston, Walter Blake Knobloch, a nuclear power plant, Jules Run, Pippa, Faith the Dude, what's Gucci Faith, uh, Alex Krupps, Grant Levisier, Chad Clark, Joe Finney, Heather Ashley, uh, Khalil Williams, what is Cat, Jordan, Angelinelli, Delinel, Ento Cinelli. Wow. How about that name? How about how Italian that name is? Natalie Gavillian. Yes. I'm not the pronouncer, you guys. Not the pronouncer is my favorite um, Foo Fighter song. Katie Taylor, Zoya's bodyguard. One time Mackenzie. One time I said. Uh, Christine Leonard, Zoe. How did that happen? Uh, Zoe. Everyone's getting a fucking first name from now. <laughs> uh, Alex May Mulvaney, Zach Melisi, uh, Shane Welsh, Hans Luners, uh, Evan Cano, RKF. What's Gucci Frankie? Uh, Maggie Angus. Thought it said Maggie Anus for a second. It didn't. Jobin, Milky Beans. Antler, Jess Enright. Uh, Eric Tweet. Lillian Carlillo. Carlillo. That's too many L's. Lillian Carillo. Carillo. Uh, Taylor Unger. Miss Allie May, Morons Inc. That sounds like a company that I am going through. Barrington Lloyd Carrington. Uh, Jert definitely is my real name. Schnetzel. Come on, man. Benjamin Fuchs. We're talking about uh, Kendra Michalak. Uh, Chelsea Thomas. Theodorus Carambellis. Timothy Lawrence. Bride Don't Cough. <laughs> Jonathan Beard. Jonathan Baird. Lil Bum Bum, uh, Ray Normoli. This is so much harder than I ever thought it was. Shout out to Zoya at all times. Uh, Rebecca Zhao, uh, Danny Sinclair, Tobin Huffman, Jacob de Breidford, uh, Justine Bibistein, Forgotten Toothpick. We're talking about Vernon Yip, Chris Robinson, Danielle Lee Bogel, Kim Schneider. Schroeder, Kim, Willie Monchi, Josh Josh, Chris Danson, not to be confused with Tony. <laughs> Don't think I didn't hear that echo. I'm kind of struggling through these last ones. <laughs> okay, here we go. Sergeant Sparty, Ed Birch, Donald Souse Jr., Helen Ford. Um, Jammer, Jimer, NG, Gimer. God, reading is 
You ever have reading? Do it. Okay, where the hell are we? Haley Reynolds, Noah Miller, Superfluous Satire, Rosemary, Tatiana Clay, Danielle Devrona, Squaw, Wow, 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 Squaw, Wow, Squaw, Wow, Wow, Squaw, Wow, Wow, Squaw, Wow, Squaw, Wow, Squaw, Wow, John Robinson, Laura's, Lawrence, the boy is back. Kochik, what's up, Lou? Oh, God. Kaylee A, Alec Witt. Sean Stone, Valerie York, Hackamack. What happened to the fucking... There we go. Completely different fucking pressing buttons. I don't even know. Katie A. Alex Whittle. Alex Witt. Alec Witt is his name. His or her name. Alex Witt is the... Alec Witt is the name. <sighs> Sean Stone, Valerie York, Hackamack. How many times have you been on here? Dev. Uh, Mio Stanley. Mio Stanley. Jesse Stillwell, Katie Lee G, Rob DeBiggy, uh, Dr. Lexus, Sean Harris, Tom Beard, Nestor DeLeon III, Dara McGrath, Ashley Wood, Shauna Howson, yes, uh, Luis, we, got, we still got some of these? No. I completely, wait, where is it? 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 Okay, we're back, but we lost the question part. Tessa Violet, what's Gucci Santucci? Luis Hernandez, Sebastian O, long time. Alexander Lagowski, Maddie Stokes, Vinique Quistorf, like Twistorf. Uh, Becca Laundry, Landry. Artist Megan Herman, Harmon. Uh, Troy R., Cody Osteles, Felicia Shamberry, Matthew J. Palka. And Bofo Yucks Dudes. Could I be reading from the long, wrong list? Possibly. Am I sweaty now? Because it was so hard to do both of those things at once? Yes. Will I ever make fun of Zoya for mispronouncing a name again? No. Thank you so much for joining me on the solo cast. Zoya's in Greece in the ocean someplace. Love me nice. Because I'm here all alone. Uh, come see me soon. This weekend, I'm in Portland. I'm performing in LA at all times. Look at my stories on IG. I'm always posting my shows there. I'm at the improv most nights. Just fucking come hang it out. Come hang out. Uh, Stay tuned for announcements on Dynamic Banter. The 1st and 2nd of December in Boston and Brooklyn. Also, I will be uh, doing the Surrounded show. Um... I have to see if I'm going to be there on the 8th of October and the 5th of November at the Hollywood Improv. Gotta come see that show. It's like no other. I'm going to shit my pants, and I love you so much. Bye.